Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie hi my name is heather graham and i'm playing dorothy tyson in the movie the last rampage Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison, and uh, it's a very dark story, and Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife, and I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit TrueCrimeLive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Feral Audio.
Thank you. Another big crowd. You haven't been here lately. No, I haven't. It's a lot of big crowds lately. That's good. It's that Yahoo influence. Yep. A lot, a lot of people with those Yahoo email addresses. Uh, you know, I'm doing a TV show for Yahoo now. I don't even know if you know that. I haven't talked to you. I in a know long that. Time. I do know that. Okay. I don't know how it's associated with Netanyahu, though. But no, it doesn't. I mean, I don't think they ever claimed that it should be. Like, like they, 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 that was just a coincidence. We're all tied into Netanyahu, though. I mean, everyone's tied to Netanyahu. Yes. Because he's starting World War Three. So. It's, it's a serious issue, and. Uh, and you should uh, uh, apply for the appropriate email domain uh, <laughs> to reflect that. Uh, guest, guest comptroller Duncan Trussell, everybody. Hello. Jeff is in Nashville. Yay. We don't know why. Jeff's just in Nashville. He's just hanging out. He's Instagramming. He's, he's dicking around. He's, he's, uh, captioning things like, I'm finally home. <laughs> So, so, fuck you. Uh, fine, go home. You really don't know why he's there? No, I never know. I don't ask. You know, you, 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 the thing with Jeff is, you don't want to encourage him. I just, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to ask him things and go to him with needs. He just, he abuses it. That's what they said about John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> They, they said that you do, you don't want to don't ask him, him questions. Uh, oh, okay. He likes to dress like a clown, hang out uh, with kids. It's fine. But also, don't encourage him. I bet a lot of people encourage John Wayne Gacy. That's the thing. Like, if you encourage Jeff Davis, you're gonna have a John Wayne Gacy situation on your hands <laughs> in like two weeks tops. All right. So, what do we talk about tonight? Let's see here. Bring up my Evernote. <clears throat> One thing I would like to talk about is the Uber ride that I had to work today. I had to, uh, uh, I, I, I had to drive to, to work and uh, didn't want to drive, took an Uber. And the guy, uh, sometimes uh, is, uh, the, the Uber app, you can see the black car and you can watch. Sometimes the guy, it's foreshadowing. Like, you know you got a bad guy. It's like the black car is like driving around in circles all around. Yeah. Like, 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 you're just going around your house, you're just watching it. It's like, a, like if you're watching like a six-year-old play Pac-Man, you're, there's like this car icon going around. Like, ah, oh, it's one of these guys. Guy pulls up. Now I'm late for work. I get, I, I, but I'm the boss. Who cares? But, but, but I, I, I get in the thing, and then you have that conversation. You're like, okay, these are more red flags because you're like, okay, I'm going to Burbank, and he's like, Burbork. <laughs> Uh, like Burbank, Burbank. It's like B O R M A R T. No, that's that's Bormart. That's that's a fictional planet. Uh, Burbank. Like, like uh, you can't have not been here long enough that you couldn't. Do, yeah, like like it's Burbank. And it's fine that you, if you're that new, but why are you driving anyone anywhere for money? That's insane. I'm the I'm not driving, and I've been here for 20 years because I'm afraid I'll get lost. And so I called you, Bormart. <laughs> so he types the thing in, and then he's like, he can't, he can't get out of my neighborhood. He doesn't know where the thing is. It's like, and I was driving around, and I'm uh, go left, and then go right. And now you're the thing. He gets on the freeway. He starts going 90 miles per hour to Burbank. And then I'm like, okay, this is, this is how I die, and I'm going to, but, but I'm not going out. I'm not going to be one of these people that dies going, I don't want to die. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out checking my email. So I check, <laughs> I check my email, and then I'm looking at it and getting engrossed in that stuff. And then I feel the car slowing. I feel it, 
And then I uh, I look up and uh, I'm like, how can we? Why are we slowing? I didn't feel us get off anything. Like like usually there's more of that kind of like event where your unconscious brain knows you're getting off the freeway. Whether you're listening, so I look up and there's this exit at Burbank, and you can either go west or east. And so there's a little fork there, but you're on the freeway. He has stopped his SUV. Uh, not probably not his SUV. Probably a family member's SUV. And he and, and he is like he's going, sir. And I and I looked up and I went, oh Jesus. And he went, yeah, which woo, woo. and I went west. I, wherever the thing that you put. He's like, okay, and he starts the car on the freeway and just keeps going like it was his driveway and like this was all normal. Then he pulls over the thing. So in the in the after that, so the block span between that and getting dropped off at Starburns Industries in Burbank, where I went work, went to work today, uh, uh, I I'm thinking to myself, all right, Harmon, this is it. You're giving this guy less than five stars. <laughs> Finally, this is it. Like, like I've never done it before. I've never done it because there's this thing with the Uber culture where you're like, they, they're so. It's just like you feel the people that you would, might give four stars. The whole reason you might give them four stars. I create this backstory for them, and I'm like, well, then, then they're fucked, and like, 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 how is that going to help society? And like, 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 maybe the bad drivers should get more encouragement. And I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be the guy that like knocks a guy off the fucking Cubert, you know, thing. And, and, and there was a thing called Cubert. Look it up. <laughs> So I, I, in the one block, I'm resolved. I'm like, four stars. That's enough for this guy. He's stopped on the freeway. Four stars, I'm yeah. thinking. He pulls up to the uh, curb to let me out. And, uh, I'm, <laughs> okay. So, so, and then I, and I'm like, Thank, as you, at, at an Uber exchange, like, you don't have to change any money. That's the nice thing about Uber. It's like, you're done. You can leap out of the car and run away. <laughs> And he pulls up to a stop, and he turns back, and, and he says, like, okay, thank you very much. It's so nice. Thank you very much. And, and, and I, I don't know if that's a fair accent or if that's <laughs> – and I don't know what – like, like, so, so, and, I, and I go, thank, thank, thank you, thank you. And I swear to God, this is what I heard. I can't verify that this is what he said. This is exactly what I heard. He said, I make a five stars. <laughs> <laughs> And I almost started crying <laughs> as I got out. And I fucking, you better, I, I wish I could give him six stars. No! No, you... I make a five stars. He no. sounded like fucking Mario. No. I, may, I make a the cake for my wife today. I drive you all around. I make a five stars. I couldn't fucking deal with it. It was like the guy in Saving Private Ryan. Betty Grable, Betty Grable. That's how the Holocaust happens, man. <laughs> okay, connect those dots for me. I thought that's how you avoid the Holocaust. No! You have to... Here's the thing. <laughs> All right. That guy, what happens the next time he stops on the interstate? Right. That's, the guy, that's the guy that puts the knife that's going... Shh, 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 at the end of Saving Private Ryan. Shh, shh. Oh, no, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. I make a five stars. I make a five stars. <laughs> You're right, you're right, you're right. Hundreds of people could die. You're right. Hundreds of people. You're right, I fucked up, I you fucked up again. I fucked up. <laughs> I, we, we need a special Uber drone that follows Uber passengers yeah. and checks up on their rating so that you can weight their rating because I'm just going to give you five stars 
if you fucking pick me up. That's it. Because I can't handle it. I can't handle the pressure. Yeah, I, I, I got off on it. I got off on the idea when it was introduced because I was so sick of the no star taxi system where the only, the only rule was that you call a taxi and if they got time for you, they'll try to make the time and, and, and if, you, if you at all don't fit into their system, you can go fuck yourself and, and you, there's no communication and it's a public utility and they have a monopoly. And so when Uber came out, it was like, fuck the police. Yeah! yeah. I don't know how the police are involved, but fuck everybody. Fuck the taxi police but it and, seems... and it was like it was so great because you felt the fear you could feel the fear you could taste it everybody that picked you up was like oh shit I don't know how to Uber right <laughs> and, and it was just like fucking everything had turned on its ear the consumer was in control the people ruled <laughs> capitalism was being presented in its proper form yes. there were people competing for your favor it felt good <laughs> but it had nothing to do and then slowly but surely you know your girlfriend gets a Uber ride she's like that guy was creepy what do you mean no oh, that's you a story. Yeah! What no, did I, you do? I gave him three stars. <laughs> Jesus. It, I, th I think it's it's our it's our hitchhiking. It's like our generation's hitchhiking. Like when you talk to like people from the '60s, they it was a normal thing to like just hitch a ride. It wasn't something that would that well, now if you if you hear someone is a hitchhiker or is hitchhiked. You look at them in terror because yeah. the idea is like one out of three hitchhikers ends up. In Dude, an alligator's just, yeah, stomach up. in a swamp. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? Because, uh, like, 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 it's that thing. Like, 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 what are these? What, what are these social changes that happen? How much are they reflective of actual incidents? Because, uh, like, like, okay, we're all aware. Some of you are so young that you might not even be aware of the transition. But um, this society is obsessed with fucking children. Like, yes. if you mention a child, if you mention, if you say, oh, my cousin, uh, I went with my 11-year-old cousin to the thing, someone in the writer's room, someone around you is going gonna, is gonna to tee up the fact that, like, 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 the fact that, like... Yes. It's like the young child, like, the dot connection to... It's called the Nancy Grace effect. <laughs> it's like it's it's from Nancy Grace because it, if you watch if you've watched Nancy Grace for more than two episodes and then you drive down the road and see a kid alone something will flash through your mind where you're like should I rape and kill that kid? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's a, it, it, it's a, thank you for putting into words what I couldn't. I don't know why that was hard to articulate. No, but seriously, on a on a on a, on a more gray level than that. But for, but but I mean, that's the comedic, glib, exaggerated right. thing that the condition that we're. It's like, but that's what we're all. It starts with people telling you that everyone out there wants to fuck your kid, right? And then that turns into a joke, like because it's like it's it's in the zeitgeist. So it's like kid fucking. That's a thing. Hey, everybody, hear about the kid fucking? I, the, the the thing about kid fucking is that it's zero overhead as a as a as a as in, as a news item as a as a rumor as a myth it is zero overhead it costs nothing to create that myth right. and it profits you myth mythically like mythically. a thousand percent like if you're like, Verizon like if you're... zero risk high yield if you're in the business of affecting people or you if you're an advertiser because if, if there's a a famous if a child rapist gets arrested 
then that creates more viewers to the news. And Absolutely. The more Everyone sell wants more to know. Phones. Oh my God, did you hear? There's a guy. He fucked a kid. To news at 11. I was like, oh God, well, I wanna, what does he look like? Or how, how did he do it? What, is he, what, what did he say to do it? What, what, what's a, how, what did it look like when he did it? <laughs> We're fucking horrible people. And we, we, we watch The Sopranos and we watch Casino and we watch the, 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 the every time somebody eats a bunch of people, puts their heads in the fridge, the idea of kid fucking. Uh, we, 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 it's, it's perfectly fine for us to be uh, fan, uh, uh, fucking uh, 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 voyeuristically uh, 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 fucking stirred up by this shit. But, yeah. Because, my God, I mean, like, of course, if you're in a society and you're happy, one of the one of the biggest things you're going to think about is what if this all fell apart? Holy shit. Like, if you build a city in Minecraft, like, 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 you start to think about, oh, shit, how do I keep this safe from creepers? I, there, I, 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 I put it, I, I put it in terms our audience could understand. <laughs> It's a, you, you, as soon as you have something cool going, you know, of course your next thought is, what, how, what if, what if, what if somebody fucks it up? So you love your kid, you love your kid, like my mom did, he's six years old, you take him to the shopping mall, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom, my mom's, uh, not a boy, so she's not gonna come to the boys' room with me, I don't know, I'm at, I'm at that age, like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom by myself at the mall, my mom's gonna wait outside at Orange Julius. What's she gonna say to me? She's going to say, what she, well, I'll tell you what she did say. <laughs> don't talk to anybody. Don't let anybody touch you because there are guys out there that'll try to talk to you and touch you and then they'll cut off your penis with a knife. <laughs> good mom. Good mom. I, I'm like, really? In the strictest sense, good mom. Like, like, like in, the, in, the, in, the, in terms of like keeping your kid from getting his cock cut off. Right. Like doing her job individually, but then we were part of this honeycomb, and it's like now you're clicking forward on emails. Ah, oh, there's a guy out there. He's, he's waiting in the Toys R Us parking lot, and what he does is he puts a Donald Duck under the tire, and then he puts a key next to him. And you get the key, he sucks, it, he sucks on your dick, and he cuts it off, and he, and he puts it in the Donald Duck, and then he mails it. And if you don't forward this, it could happen to you. It's, it, it, just, it just becomes this thing of people, and, and, and all the energy behind it, though, as you said before, it's like, uh, it, it's driven by this insane, like, primal fear we have underneath us. You know, like, um, people who are tremendously afraid of heights, uh, like me, um, like, if you, if, when, when they look over a balcony, uh, what they'll tell people, because we've studied these people for ages, um, there, there is an inextricable, Phenomenon involved in the tremendous fear of heights that and it makes no sense, but it's like you feel as you're looking over the edge of the balcony like you're gonna jump off, like you wanna jump off, right? Like you know how and you could really easily, and you fantasize about what it would be like to jump off, and that's what vertigo is all about. Or, I don't know, vertigo is not the phrase, but just that, that fear that people feel when they, they can't go near the edge of the balcony, they feel like I'm, I'm only a couple quick born identity moves from just yes, and I know exactly what they are because I'm afraid of heights. Um, people, they, they, everybody is, has become obsessed with fucking children. We are well, looking at children now and going like, oh, I wonder if anyone thinks I'd like to fuck that kid. That, that's the end result, isn't it? That's why it's, that's why it's the, 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 it's, there's something so satanic about the fact that 
the reason we all know about child fuckers is not because there's some organization that really wants to get the news of child fuckers out into the world. The reason we know about child fuckers is that people tend to stay through the commercial break to find out about the child fucker. So I there's would, something yeah. Well, that's an, that's a really dark thing when you realize that every time a child gets fucked then it sells a certain amount of iPhones yeah. or cars. Yeah. So like, there's like a profit. They, the the profit of like big of corporations increases every time a child is fucked. There's a direct profit <laughs> increase that happens. That's where it gets like if someone came up to you on a wall. If you're walking down the sidewalk and a guy comes up to you, is like, hey, do you want to hear this story about a child that got raped and fucked? And you're like, yeah, I, I'd love to. <laughs> And he's like, okay, great, but let me tell you about the new iPhone before I tell you. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> that's so dark. But that's what the news does every single night. Oh, it's, that's their function. Yeah. But it is, and so, I mean, the big question is, and it's not a rhetorical question because I don't know, because it's, it, I was raised in the 70s, so lots of stuff has changed. The population of the planet has doubled. Um, is there actually more of this going on? Don't know. I think, you know, I, 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 I was hoping maybe somebody in the audience would go like, I am, I am a, uh, a child fuck statistician. Uh, it's, it's increased 200%. But I would even then say, it's like, well, okay, it increased 200%. So did the population. But it's, a, it's bad to fuck kids now. Like Socrates. When, when Socrates it's as bad as ever. Uh, no, it used to be okay. Socrates was like a legendary child fucker, right? Like that was a, like if you read like, if you read some of Socrates' writings, uh, he's like talks about like there's some terrible. It's free on Kindle. I remember like stumbling <laughs> upon it, but it's like really spooky because it's like Socrates like talking like trying to seduce like a 14 year old boy. It's like a process of like. Yeah. So I, I think that's why they gave him a uh, hemlock. I think that's why they killed him is because he was constantly fucking kids, and mm. and it used to be okay. But it used to be okay. Like now it's bad. But it used to be okay, uh, guys. I I didn't invent this. It's I I do think that like it was an okay thing at one point. I make a five stars. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> can you, can you tell me about these Japanese robots you were telling me about? Yes, very excited about this. Uh, next uh, next year, they're they're releasing like the first consumer based uh, rope like humanoid robot that has like it, it has hands. I, the videos I've seen, it mostly just seems to like dance and stuff, but it it has it has like a thumb and hands that seem to work really well. Which means that it theoretically is going to be able to like go to your refrigerator, bring you a a beer. Uh, stab you to death in the night <laughs> if someone hacks it. Yeah. But yeah, these are coming out next year. It's like the very first wave of uh, robots that are going to uh, in inhabit our homes within the next 20 years. When you go to someone's house, if they don't have a robot, 
It'll be the same thing as like not having a refrigerator or a VCR in the eighties. Yeah. Like you yeah. go over to your friend's house, and it's like, oh, does you know, your, my remote has a cord on it that goes to the TV. <laughs> Mine doesn't, nerd. <laughs> and so little kids will be going over. The fucking plastic dude will come out. Hello, Steve. That's it. Want yeah. a, want a beer? Uh, and, it, and it'll do it all fucked up. But everybody will be like, I'm get a robot. Does it? Does it? Does it see? Is it like now that now that we've gotten to the bottom of the pedophilia thing and how <laughs> that like like so part of the like like this self-destructive impulse we have doesn't it seem like we're in a race against ourselves to create enough technology that we can finally get mad like 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 aren't we like don't we, we, we all the movies that we write are about how fucked up it is that computers are smarter than us and how right. they're going to take over one day but every dollar we spend <laughs> including on those movies, but more importantly, way more than on those movies we spend on all these devices and all these things. At the, 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 like we're really, we really want, and this includes me, uh, I, I, you want like artificial intelligence to happen. Well, yeah, it's a, there, I just read this very creepy thought experiment. I wish I could remember the name of it. It's somebody's basilisk is the name of the thought experiment. But the idea is that, did, did someone know this? Did you guys read this blog? Someone said that. Roscoe's Basilisk? It's such a, it sounds like the best country song ever. Are you saying that into your muffled hands because you, because you could. Oh, okay. Well, well I, I, so you don't want you, you don't want to come up and be the Roscoe's Basilisk a, a, no, expert. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd really love to, but um. I bet you be, I bet you know more about it than I do, and I started talking about it in front of a room full yeah. of people. <laughs> but it, what if we gave you an out and said you're not supposed to know about all this, and we just wanted to make I a have, new friend? I have no idea what we're talking about. Or what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Right. The thought experiment is that but if you look at the direction that uh, technology is going, you can see that there's a kind of uh, inevitable uh, birth of a sentient, super intelligent, cyborg, computer, AI that will be so much more advanced than us that we uh, react to it in the same way like dogs re or yeah. react to us. So you could see that that's where it's going. You know, there's a, a lot of... I'll see that's where it's going. That's a lot. Kurzweil, you know, he talks about this. Like a lot of like really, really smart people, they they don't say it's if it might happen. They're just like, well, there. I just watched a documentary today on Hulu about and, and this uh, professor who, who's died now, but who worked at MIT and one of, was one of the first people to build a computer. And he was talking about how exciting that was to build a computer before a computer existed. He was saying that when when you're working on a project. As a, as, as a, we all are, as a technician, <laughs> you think of the end result of the project, and you imagine that the final end result of the project, if someone gave you a button that you could press, and the the, the thing would never have happened, which if you would press that button, you should never work on the project. And he was saying that in relation to having witnessed where AI is going after his help in creating computers and recognizing that they were going to their robots are going to turn into these super advanced military death machines he wished that he'd never started working on this stuff at all so it's really creepy when you see he's not saying will these things take over the world he's saying i wish i hadn't been a part of these things taking over the world and that's creepy 
so so the bas this Roscoe's basilisk or whatever it is, the idea is that because these things are so advanced and and they represent a point in the future where our intelligence is so much eclipsed by these massively advanced things, they're planning their evolution through us. Mm -hmm. And the basilisk is that the more you help its evolution growing through you, the more you are rewarded, which is why all these Bill Gates and Google, Twitter, and anyone involved in this connective technology is being rewarded with massive amounts of money because this super intelligence is sort of operating through time and space and drawing them into its final existence. That's the thought experiment. It's drinking in our, our, our souls. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, somebody, is somebody calling out in the back? But our children aren't. <laughs> 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 uh, someone in the back said our algorithms are learning, which sat, and I, I detected a cautiousness in her voice, and then a disgusted man in the front said, but our children aren't, <laughs> which I think is the two sides of the issue. It's like, f- fuck us as a species. Like, we've, we, we had enough... But there's the one mitigating issue, which is like, what if this is... I mean, we, we have eyeglasses. We have alphabets. We have clothing. We have we have things that children are born into that are not. They're not. Um, we didn't modify our DNA to improve our species. We didn't. We, you know, kids aren't born with less uh, uh, propensity for diabetes just because we've figured out how to balance it with insulin. And yet we've evolved because people whose lives we've saved, the condition of our their lives we've improved, they can continue to reproduce. So there's a there's a there's another factor there. It's like as human beings, we have halted genetic evolution. So we ensure as how better increase mimetic evolution. We have to, for the sake of our own survival, uh, create a different way for us to evolve because we're so in love with ourselves and each other and such compassionate creatures that we're certainly not going to play Darwin's game anymore on a grand enough scale right. to be in the cosmos on schedule uh, because we fuck up the planet every, uh, you know, with, with every every uh, you know man hour of work we put into the future. Right. Uh, it, it's like we, it's like this video game where it's like we gotta get off this thing we think and let it heal itself at least before it kills us all well yeah we think that's the funny thing is like we think that we're we the, our actions are based on some kind of free will but like if you've ever seen those videos of the weird fungus that gets into the crickets and the crickets no, want definitely yeah how about a video of a three-year-old being better at an ipad than a 40-year-old like, right. like that's all you need to see but, like this thing's gonna uh, but like, dan you know the video you've seen the videos of the yeah, parasitic yeah, the fungus that, yeah. that gets into the crickets or the the ant and the ant goes into the swimming. They they're drawn to water, and the reason they're drawn to water is because the parasite inside of them explodes out of them and likes to swim in the water. Yeah. So in the same way, or if the an ones alien that crawl up because they want to be up top, so they can it. rain fungus down on their. That's side of it. The so yeah. we all think the way an alien comes to planet Earth is a silver ship. We think the way the alien comes is some like thing based on our technology, but maybe the alien's just a fungus. Maybe is like the Earth is spinning around the sun. 
sun, it went through some kind of cosmic fungus that infected our brains and made us think like, well, man, cool. let's build a computer. That'll be a great idea. We'll build a computer and then we'll build robots. And then as we continue to build these, and you're like, why are you building this stuff? You're like, I don't know. It's fucking cool, right? <laughs> they, well, that cosmic fungus is called RNA. And, yes. And, and, it's, and it's the planet that's the, that's the organism that's being infested. So we're, we're on the winning side. We're the fungus. Let's like, go. Because we're, it's a, we're just in a stage of life. We make computers. Computers are our babies. We can be proud of them. They're, they're going to kill us, but, yes. we're, but it's part of us. I don't Anyways. think they're going to kill us. I, I was just, I, I think they're going to like treat us the way we treat dogs. Like, I think the first super advanced robots are just going to like comb our hair, massage us, <laughs> rub oil into we'll us. Because we'll tell them to, and we'll think that that's, yeah. we'll think that they're, we're, they're, we're like, oh man, good computer, and it's like <laughs> rubbing us, and it's like, wait, this is what I do to my dog too late! <laughs> Like, oh, it's protecting us and owning us and charting us. And, oh, it's taking us to a special place and weighing us and putting it. It's just making sure we don't have worms in our ears. This is, we have nailed this technology. Wait a minute. Uh, well, this, this, it seems a crime to not be having this conversation without. Uh, wait, that was a lot of negative stacked up. It seems a crime to be having this conversation without Spencer Crittenden. Sorry if I caught you by surprise. Uh, you know, mimetic evolution. Yeah. That's what I like to do in my spare time. Really? No, I don't know. I was looking up that basilisk thing. Uh, Bas is, is it basilisk or? Basilisk. Yeah, that's as in the like a dragon? Yeah. The lizard that turns you to stone. Yeah. Not a dragon. Come on. <laughs> oh, is the idea that, it, that that technology will freeze us in our progress? Well, so from what I read, it was it was called Rocco's Basilisk, and it said that uh, there's essentially a hundred percent chance, or like that, a super powerful AI will come into existence, and because it will, it'll kill everyone that didn't help make it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it presupposes that. Uh, Killing you means what it means by killing you is killing a simulation of you in order to find out how to best save you. And simulations of you are no different than you in the real world, which I don't think follows. I don't think that makes sense. So, fuck it. <laughs> All, right. All right. What else we got going on here? <laughs> Con continuing our technology episode. Uh, aw, Aaron just texted. She loves me. What'd she say? Oh, you she, told us. She loves me. Yeah. Not enough to be here, but she loves me. <laughs> it's her friend's birthday. Uh, the uh, uh, animal screens. Like a dog door? Nope. D my dog and my cat can watch TV with me now. Because it's a different frame rate or something. Adam, stop with the sarcastic uh, attempts at applaud. If they don't want to applaud, it means it's thoughtful. <laughs> Do you know Adam Goldberg? Yes. Oh, okay. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Didn't they say the air conditioning got fixed in here? What's that? Did. Yeah, they said that. Yeah. <laughs> How's that matching up with your data? Um, it doesn't feel conditioned. Uh. You know what I just saw on Reddit? Really smart. AC when you're alive, refrigeration when you're dead. 
When you're alive, this is called air conditioning. But when you're a corpse, they call it refrigeration. But it's essentially ref you're complaining about the refrigeration, not the AC. <laughs> What's a fan in that instance, though? I don't know. I've never put a fan on a dead body. It probably it doesn't help, I it's imagine. A, it's more of a smell maker. <laughs> yeah, it blows the smell. Why would dead people complain about refrigeration? <laughs> or anything? They wouldn't. Live people might complain about them. You know, like, it's spoiled. I just want to say, I think, like, well, okay, so... Like, if you, if you're if there's an expert in in this group uh, uh, that can speak to this, uh, we're gonna bring you up because I want to because I don't want to just babble about this and be wrong. I have a bunch of people tweet me, but here's how here's what I understand. I'm gonna dump everything in my head out into the uh, table. Uh, it, cathode ray tube televisions. Uh, when you film them, like sometimes there's that flicker that, that fly off into your face. It's a little bit of vodka. It's a little... <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the, the cats and dogs, when they watch those old TVs, the tube TVs, they basically couldn't see shit on them. It would just look like when you put a video camera on a TV, both, but unless you sync to the frame rate with special equipment, you, you're seeing what a cat or a dog would see, which is just like a raster beam, just nothing. Now these uh, HD TVs, uh, because of the frame rate, the resolution, I don't know what the fuck. My dog, I, I, I just like sit with my dog and I just like bring up YouTube videos of puppies and the dog just sits there, freaks out. <laughs> it tries to look behind the wall for the, for the dogs. It, it, it loves horses, it loves uh, other dogs. Then, we, then Aaron took a video of the dog, put it up on the screen and the dog re had a meltdown. <laughs> Also, the cat, like the cat at one point, we were watching kitten videos and the cat just started watching and it was like, this never happened. I've had cats my whole life. But what changed is these uh, screens. It's, they're uh, all our little uh, species. We all have a different models of camera in our eye and they all operate at different frame rates. And uh, I, th I believe that what's happened now that we're not really paying attention to is the fact that for the first time in our lives, our pets are watching television with us. <laughs> Which was a joke in Scrooge, but like it's this is it's a real thing now. Yeah, it's very it's really weird to think that as we are approaching the singularity, our pets are also approaching the singularity. But they might pick up the mantle <laughs> that they could become like like yeah, their dog would be like lifting a torch to an old cave painting of us showing it TV. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 didn't you say what were you saying to me about the Planet of the Apes thing that they were, they were going to take chimpanzees to see the Planet of the Apes no I, no, I didn't say that but yeah they said you, oh that was, that was that Alex yeah he said right. that they brought some chimps to watch Planet of the Apes and they hated it or they were <laughs> they thought it had third act problems <laughs> I don't know. It got, got convoluted, that story. I think there's so much more. But it's probably also true. I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, shit. We got to bring up. Okay, hey, is Neil Berkeley here? Neil, are you in the back? Come on up, Neil Berkeley. Yeah. I just did my own magic trick. Uh, I'm bringing up Neil because, as some of you know. I, I get that jump sensation, by the way. My whole life, I've been deathly afraid of heights. 
Oh yeah. Because every time I step near, go near a ledge or dream about uh, a high place, I always jump off. Yeah. Or I don't. I float over. Something levitates me over the. Edge. I don't float. I plummet to the concrete. <laughs> oh really? And then I wake up. Yeah. I no, wake I, up I, as I hit the concrete. And no one's. I, I always say I don't want to go up there. I get a jump sensation. Everyone makes fun of you and says that's stupid. Why are you saying that? You're not going to jump off. But I. I. I swear every time I'm on a high mean, place. I mean, how many? Like, what is it? Eight muscle contortions in the right combination. <laughs> Could take you over the railing of a of a, of a, a fancy out. hotel, like like uh, like like. Have you ever gone into a a wedding reception and just been moved to boogie? <laughs> Are you totally in control of what's going on, or do you just go with it? And what if what if, like one misfire and you just go with the right combination? Like, wow. <laughs> People do it in their sleep. Yeah, the, the, I've had one panic attack my entire life, and it was in Vancouver. There's this giant bridge that connects an island, and I got halfway through, and I started sprinting to the other side because I was so. I, got, I bought a pack of cigarettes and like a six pack of beer because I was so <laughs> like it scared the shit out of me. I thought I was gonna jump off the side. The the cigarettes and the beer were to show to the bridge that to you calm, no, to, were to just calm. there to shop. <laughs> <laughs> to calm down, I, I was so, I was so I was shaking. I was so freaked out. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Well, you know, there there is a very spooky thing uh, where they've been trying to understand where free will is in the brain, and it seems like an action is determined a few milliseconds before you decide to make the action. Yes. So that's really creepy to think that if you're at the edge of a building. Your brain is just like, you know what? Let's get over. Let's get out of this dimension. Right. This fucking sucks. And then you're like, my mom molested me. <laughs> it, it took this bridge to make me realize. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Excuse me, I'm burping. It's my cheat days. I've been drinking beer instead of vodka today. Uh, you may have noticed a lighter tone to the show. <laughs> Uh, 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 something with better taste, perhaps a little less filling. Uh, and only 64 calories. <laughs> so, Neil, uh, you directed a movie about me and yes. what a bad person I am and how I went out on the road and continued to be a bad person and failed to ever become a good person. Harmontown. Yes. <laughs> uh, and people are scrambling to see it, and the re re reviews are good. The reviews have been good. People and uh, crowds have loved it. What's crazy, though, is the first time we shot here, we had a tripod uh, halfway through this room with no one in the back, and now it would block like 100 people. Um, yeah, don't credit yourself. It's the Yahoo deal. No. <laughs> I just I just wanted to make sure it's not. I was, that's not what I was. Okay, doing. it's always I was saying, what I, was, I do. It was a congratulations always. to you. Okay, thank you, thank you. Congratulations on your movie. Uh, the no, movie. <laughs> the uh, I never know. I know it's the summer. They're college kids. It's like the 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 summer. It fills up like a heart, and then fall. <laughs> they flushes them out into the world with all kinds of bad thoughts about how to live their lives. <laughs> Suck it in, push it out. They all flood to the rest of the country and ruin it. Um, in a good way, though, so we can go to the moon and... Uh, the, 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 uh, it got bought by the Orchard uh, Company. Talk about the... Yes, the Orchard's this company that uh, called us up and said they want to put the movie out. So on September 26th here in Los Angeles, the world will get to see the movie where it's going to be at CineFamily. Uh, and then... And then... Many, many theaters after that. And, oh, we're going to do a, a day and date thing. So on the very day it comes out in theaters, it'll be on the Internet. So go to harmontown.com. Yeah. 
And uh, sign up for mailing lists. We're going to do a pre-order where you can get that and a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's happening. The movie's finally coming out. I know it took a little while. Yeah. I apologize for that. Not your fault. Yeah. Probably mine. Uh, maybe if I had had a three-act uh, story in my behavior. No, I, 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 I didn't come here tonight uh, to do to planning on doing this. I knew you were going to announce it, but I'm glad I'm here because... I don't people realize how little we knew each other when we first talked about doing this movie. Um, and you asked me the other day... I still don't know you. Well, <laughs> a little bit, but I, I, maybe I... <laughs> you know, I fished for crawdads and had a similar upbringing. Uh, maybe. Um, but, uh, no, you asked me the other day if it was, if it was uh, different than my first experience. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and and I I will say yes. It's it's much bigger. There's more people, and I'm really really proud of this movie. I think it's a really good movie, not just for people in this room or people that know Dan. I think people can get something out of it, and uh, I I I, I want to say thank you for letting me do it. I I don't know if I've ever said that because I'm not good at like gratitude or uh, emotions, <laughs> but I do want to say thank you for letting me do it and trusting. Uh, honesty and letting me do because I know there were ups and downs and low points and uh, even the making of the of the finishing of the movie. But uh, thank you so much. Well, my motive was uh, <laughs> my motive was all narcissism and also I could profit if the movie's good. But while while, <laughs> while you're at it, it's a good time. It, it hadn't occurred to me. I, uh, everyone listening to the podcast right now, so many of them came out to all the cities when you're making the movie. And the big thing about the movie that really sticks a knife in your rib cage is inexplicably, almost inexplicably, uh, just images of faces. And it's uh, just like interviews with every fan who, you know, Harmontown fans that showed up for all these shows, they're, they lay themselves bare on camera for no money. They sign a release form. And that, you know, they flooded their humanity into your movie. If it was just about me trying to figure out where, my, where I put my red Solo cup down, uh, <laughs> Not not such a not such a heartstring puller, uh, but uh, so thank you to all of you guys in, in Brooklyn and Austin and Phoenix and fucking uh, 140 people. We interviewed 140 Harmontown fans around and a bunch of them <clears throat> right back there in the green room. I, I, you know, yeah, they. I love when I first came to the show. I was like, man, there's something going on here. Let's let's explain why these people are in this room. Let's talk about that yeah. and let's have them tell us. So. Yeah, you were driven by your unanswerable question, why do these people like Dan Harmon? <laughs> as you've so flagrantly uh, discussed in the, uh, in the media before, it, as you introduce the movie every time, every screening I'm at, at you, you go, I wanted to know why they liked him. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't figure it out, but in the process, I discovered some wonderful people. <laughs> Set against the backdrop of an asshole. Enjoy. My next movie will hopefully be about someone that I, I can understand why people like them. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing my bit where I play the victim. I'm, I'm cha-ching. This movie's going to be great. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. Thank you. All right. Neil Harmontown.com. Thank you. Harmontown.com. What a show. What a show. Great show. Who needs what Jeff Davis? Show. Who needs great Jeff Davis? Show. Not me, that's for sure. He's <laughs> great. So you guys... <laughs> I'm, re I'm really hesitant to enter this segment of the show, but you guys were talking to me about Magic the Gathering earlier. The best. <laughs> the best. Let's... Yeah, I've, I recently started playing... I, I took a... 
probably a 15, at least a 15 year, 40, 20. I spent a long time not playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> but I, when, I, when I was much younger, I used to play it all the time. I had one of those like white boxes, one of those white rectangular boxes with your cards organized according to color. It was so fun. I would play it all the time. I was so deeply addicted to it. It mixes so well with LSD and any kind of like, it does. It's like a very psychedelic game. It's really fun and dark, evil. It's an evil game. You feel like, am I wrong that it seems evil when you play it? It said seem evil? It makes you fight with your dearest friend. Oh, you yeah, think yeah. about, yeah. So. A lot of games are like that. Though. Yeah, like yeah, catchphrase. They, I feel that way about yeah, catchphrase. Definitely. I called my mom the C word <laughs> playing catchphrase. No, magic. I think that. I seriously did. Uh, it was a, they came to visit LA and they had just met Aaron for the first time. And Aaron's like, let's play catchphrase. And I'm like, getting my mom to try to say a word. And I'm like, no, it's a fucking. It's a yellow guy. He eats dots. He's got a mouth. He lives in a world that's named after him. It's from the 80s. I played yeah. it. And then, and then it, like, it beeps. And I was like, you fucking cock. Like, I call. And then just silence over the room. And then my mom was like, ah. <laughs> Like, Aaron was like, I don't know what I'm experiencing. And my mom was like, he's just frustrated. No, I, you know, I, uh, I, I grew, I went to high school and junior high school in the Bible Belt. So, like, I, I got to have, like, some serious Christian indoctrination. And there's something fun when you're playing magic where it does feel like if there were satanists in the world and they wanted to infect the world with some dark thing it would be magic the gathering it's fun to play and imagine you're falling into the spell of some diabolic thing but it really is like uh, you know it's like when you listen to burzum if you ever listen to burzum you know burzum is He's like, what's cool about Burzum is... I think that's the uh, street that my Uber driver thought he was <laughs> taking me to. No, Burzum. Norwegian death callback. metal. He really killed people. He's like not just like heavy metal. He's actually a murderer. Like in the, in the same way that like when you're listening to NWA, you get to fantasize like they really kill people. Like these are murderers yeah. rapping. Bur Burzum is like a Norwegian death metal artist who I think... So help me out here. So didn't he... I have no idea. Thank you. He killed his fucking drummer. What? That's a true musician. <laughs> like, when you're listening to him, you're like, this is an actual rock and roll master. So, 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 so when you buy his second CD, it's just there's no drums, and it's just... These brilliant songs that are the insight into a man who needed to work alone. <laughs> I needed space. <laughs> Sorry if the rhythm isn't kept. I needed space. The constant banging drove me nuts. I'm are you aware Kill of how cool Norwegian death metal is? Do you know about this at all? Well, I know is black metal. Do you know anything when about I was, it? When I was when I was 15, I was really into this band Manowar. Uh, is that is that I don't know what country they're from 
But they were like fucking yeah. The the the, the cool thing about I mean I'm, I'm sure Norway yeah there was this there's this thing I guess it's still a thing the, the the actually the scorpions were they were, were they, you know no not the scorpions they, no, they, they, English these, was their second language right these were Satanists who were not just like content with being like Satanists they were roaming through Europe setting churches on fire like they were no, I was, I was, i'm sorry i just want to clarify i was drawing a, a larger point a cultural point where it's like america creates this silly thing called like that's largely like driven by capitalism which is like we're we're heavy metal we love and then, and then the songs are like you gonna rock you gotta rock so hard i don't care if you don't rock hard <laughs> don't talk to me because i'm gonna cut your head off and then and then it gets exported to foreign right. countries and it's like this adorable amazing thing happens where european or east european like heavy metal bands they're like for, they take us at face value. <laughs> They're like, we heard, we heard right. the importance of metal, and we believe it. And they, they make metal more important. They're way right. more metal than any American metal band ever. There's like a right. million of these bands. That's what. I, that's all I say. Right. The Scorpions are kind of like that. The, I see what you're saying. The, yeah, like an infected. It infected Norway somehow, and they became evil. But I don't think that's what happened. I think that a dark energy rose up from the ground and possessed these people. And like, one—it's true—they're fucked up, man. Like, what, like the the cover of one of their albums is from one of them walk coming home, and like one their guitarist or one of the musicians has blown his brains out. In, in the house and they're like oh this is the great this is the next album cover let's take a picture of this and then that's what I'm talking about he yeah. took they took one of the skull fragments from his brain from his like just blasted head and like he would wear it on stage as a necklace when Jesus. he was playing yeah. that's rock and roll friend well, it's, that's it's, it's metal it's metal for it's, sure it's pretty dark yeah it's yeah. pretty dark so in the same way when you're playing Magic the Gathering <laughs> You feel that potential. You feel like if you came home from work and your girlfriend had killed herself, that you might make a new card out of her blood. Or, uh, I haven't played it. I've played now. What I, I've played like um, apps like on the iPad yeah, uh, that, like, that simulate these games that were being invented when I was uh, a tyke. Um, the reason why I have, I, I don't, I don't. I don't get it is because when I was a kid there was actual role playing which was a big deal you get your graph paper and your pencils and it, everything's gritty and it was the nerds version of fucking gangsta culture it was like <laughs> you're not supposed to understand it fuck it's supposed to intimidate you it's supposed to feel dense and impenetrable if anyone looks over your shoulder while you're drawing something you're supposed to go like you psycho yeah that's right motherfucker <laughs> Because that's my, I'm designing a spell. <laughs> and it's level three, you know, and it's like, I'm researching dungeons, and the text is like so tiny, you can't read it with eyes younger than 15. <laughs> and it just like, just like, it was just like, it was the heyday. It was like, there, the internet was barely uh, existent, and I just like, I would go to gym class and sit in a corner and close my eyes and meditate about dungeons, and every once in a while a ball would hit me in the head. <laughs> And, but it was worth it because the gym teacher was like, all right, C. 
because if I give you an F, then I gotta figure out how to fix you. <laughs> C, get out of here. You're weird. Um, uh, you, sit, you sit in the corner and get hit in the head with a ball. Maybe that'll be a sport one day. Um, the, 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 the grittiness. And the, so the cards, it's like, to me, I'm 41. I'm like, cards? Man, fuck that shit. That's when my little tiny voice comes out. I say, fuck it. You gotta get past it, man. Yeah. You have to, because it's... it's. Well, because since then, I've become addicted to iPad games where I'm a waitress waiting tables. You'd, you'd think I would like be less of a snob about how I spend my time. What? Here's, the, here's one thing people don't realize about Magic the Gathering, and the fact that I've said that in my life means that I should move out of the country and become a monk. To Norway. But, Maybe so, but one one thing that you that's that's interesting about the game is you can really express yourself through the deck you construct and the cards that you play. You can really create a deck that is so vicious and cunty and awful <laughs> that it's actually evil. Like you can really create evil. Like you have, I have, but it's, I it's, have gotten in the worst fights. Of my life with it, my but, girlfriend, but it's expressed play. through a, through this card beats this card, or this card doesn't. And that's, yeah, that's but you I, picked the cards. <laughs> you decided that you wanted this deck to slowly remove your opponent's cards, to slowly like disintegrate your opponent's hopes, to like create like bad bad results that involve argument after argument. You made that thing, like you brought that darkness into the world. It's really fun. You can't do that with other games. It's like a hundred times worse than Monopoly. Like any, yeah, any Monopoly fight up. you've gotten in, it pales. This is like, this is the musket versus Hiroshima compared to like how <laughs> awful this game is. It's great. Uh, so, alright. I don't think I've ever gotten in a real like argument with someone playing Magic. Then you don't care about Magic! <laughs> no, you just know the rules. Like, really when you don't understand the rules that's where the fights happen really do. it's a cool game though it's like 12 angry men when I'm playing because here it's like I don't know the rules enough so it just comes down to like am I able to like argue well enough that they accept the rules like I'm I've been wrong several times when you google it it's like just I've been completely wrong about the way it works but it's a complicated game you do need you need someone there to to mediate the 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 rules cuz it is very complicated it's tough all right it's 911 so it's time to bring up uh what, what, one of my writers Osama Alex Rubens In anticipation of uh, having to play D and D, we need we need manpower. Hi, hi. How are you? Hi. Uh, so we work we work today on uh, on your draft of Rick and Morty. Yep. Look at these guys. They love it. They har harmonized it. Yeah. Uh, do you enjoy working for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very very much. It seems like it must be. Magical. <laughs> when, like, a week into working with you on Community, you brought me up on stage here, and I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think it's because I get I get in my head in a way that's that occasionally like the dogs looking at the frame rate on the TV, 
where it is perfectly incompatible with your head? <laughs> because I'm a shimmering beacon of yeah. writing knowledge. Yeah. Even though you went to way more college than me. Yeah. So this is how I get my revenge. <laughs> everybody that's good at, that, that, that got good get grades in gym, everybody that went to Harvard, everybody that, everybody, they're all beneath me. Yeah. <laughs> They all work for me. The problem that I always have when talking to you in a public forum, or uh, is that um, the 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 candor that you bring to a a situation like this makes me feel like I should speak my mind in this like completely fluid way. What what do you think the worst thing that would happen uh, would be if you did that? I know exactly what what it is (laughs) because because it there's a conflict of interest. The conflict of interest is that I care about how I look. <laughs> and, uh, no, I don't. I, no, 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 no. I, I see. I understand how you That's just read that That's not boo That's a heroic confession. Yeah, no, I care. I care about how I look, and I'm and and I'm a big I'm a big Harmon fan. So speaking candidly about that makes me seem like a kiss ass because you're my boss, right? I mean, like literally, you're my boss. But what's the most shameful thing you've ever done in your life? <laughs> I, or you're fired. I, I was just talking. My 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 wife. My, <laughs> yeah. My uh, my wife had this very embarrassing experience just recently, uh, 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 and was and then wanted afterwards to like bond about like she's like let's talk about the most humiliating things that have ever happened to us. Like once when I was in seventh grade, this happened. And I started getting all stressed out and I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized that um, I got to, I mean, this is a sad story, (laughs) but uh, you know, in uh, I may have told you this already, but you know, in in the Avengers, the movie, um, when uh, 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 Bruce Banner explains that his secret with, um, have you seen it, Duncan? Uh, No, I haven't seen that. I haven't either. (laughs) <laughs> oh god damn it. All right, well, there's you know, you know that Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk when he gets angry yes. and he can't control it. Yes. And it's this running thing throughout the movie that he's like, "Now I figured out how to control it." And they're like, "What's your secret?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll tell you later." And then when he tells Here, them you want a drink? Oh, thanks, man. Here. Thank you. Um he he finally tells them uh that like just as he's about to turn into the Hulk and punch some enormous like space worm, he's like, "Oh, I never told you my secret. It's that I'm always angry." And then he turns into the Hulk. Oh, I saw the Avengers. I remember that. <laughs> Well, uh, 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 that's that's how I am. But instead of with anger, it's with humiliation and shame. Me, 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 meaning that you feel humiliation, shame, or meaning that you would you would readily spout out something incredibly. No, it's that. Um, I think that in some ways, I'm pr- I'm actually relatively immune to shame. Like I, I, I was having trouble thinking of times I've been embarrassed, but then I realized that at a certain point in my life, the embarrassment flooded over me so completely that I lived in a universe of embarrassment and that became the background and then no new embarrassment could penetrate. (laughs) And and then it became a game of making sure that anybody that comes near you knows that they're an embarrassment town. (laughs) That's how I started to think of it. It's like, Halt, who goes there? (laughs) You don't have to put your gun down, but you 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 better know I shit my pants when I was three. (laughs) 
because you, I don't want you making fun of me. Yeah. If you do, you'll be hacked because I did it first. Right. Well, yeah. Well, that's my that's my worst. I, that's where I'm the craziest. Is that I have to. Uh, I'm so. I'm like ruthless. There's a lyric in um, uh, I think an of Montreal song that he was like, if if I did to anyone else what I do to myself, I would be in jail or something like that. And that's wow. how I feel because I'm so mean to myself. And it's because. If anyone in this room could say something mean about me that I haven't already thought of, I would right. die. Yeah, exactly. So I have to be. Yeah, like, you gotta shoot me through a hole I already yeah. created, or there, there it's gonna certain, hurt yeah, bad. There are certain things I hope that you don't notice about me, but if you do, I'll be like, ah, fuck, they figured it out. I got, a, I got, I was on Reddit once, and there was some guy. There, people were having a conversation about me. Because they do that. They do. And, uh, and, 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 and this was like back before I like, I just I got to go away from Reddit, not because it's bad, because it's, it's great and I can't, I can't handle it. I have it. no Reddit experience. Uh, but, but like there was some conversation on Reddit that was going, <laughs> somebody, you know, they're talking about me and they don't know I'm listening. They don't want me to be listening. They want to talk about me as if I'm like, you know, it's like yeah. the part of this show that they're, they're just talking casually about it. They got 900 other things in their lives. But I'm reading it and I'm fucking like, what do people think about me? <laughs> and, uh, and somebody was like, like, uh, yeah, well, as long as he doesn't have another alcoholic meltdown. Uh, and and, and I, I, like, like, signed in and was like, citations needed. <laughs> citations needed. I, 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 and I kept on, and then I was on this jag where I was like, like, I was like scouring these threads. And I was like, anytime it was like, just Wikipedia, like, what if this was up? Fucking citations. There. What are you talking about? And then, and, then, and then the funny thing that would happen is when I would do that, people would go, oh, well, uh, huh, huh, uh, Mr. Harmon, uh, yes, well, uh, yeah. uh, here's my citation. And it was a valid one. It was a quote from me in like Wired Magazine. Like, yeah, I had an alcoholic meltdown, or right? so, like, like whatever. It was like, it'd always be me. And 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 the, and the and the weird thing is, like, I had this thing. I was like, I had this emotional response that uh, the, it was like, is when the when that would come up, they would go, "No, I'm getting that from the Hollywood Reporter." And they said this and that. You did this interview, and uh, and, and then I would go, "I really." For one of them, I responded, you know, w with what was the honest epiphany that I had, which was. Oh, good. I just really need to know that I'm the person spreading bad news about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really need it to be me. Wasn't it? Weren't it? Was it, it was, wasn't it you who was just, was it? Sorry, um, I, I think it was you just saying this like today. <laughs> it was a long day. Um, about I don't repeat myself. Okay. <laughs> no, what? What are you doing? I'm really embarrassed that my, my, apparently my brain doesn't work anymore because I think this was you talking about how you don't want to be. Uh, uh, no, no, it's, I think it's my friend Raza. He was talking about how he doesn't want to be murdered um, by... Well, he, he was saying he'd much rather... Who was fucking saying... Oh, my friend Kevin. <laughs> I'm not, the rest of this, the rest of everything I say is going to be me trying to figure out who said this. No, he was saying that, like, he, he doesn't care if... Um, he, he, he'd rather... It was Roller. It was Matt Roller. It was 100% Matt Roller, I'm 100% sure. Right. He was saying, if he got murdered, he would rather that the person be an idiot who just happened to murder him than that it be a genius who, like, he's like, I don't want to be part of somebody's plan. Wow. Yeah, he was like, he was like, and he wow. was, and I was like, oh, so you don't want to feel bested. Like, you don't want to, like, open your safe and there's a bomb in there and you're like, oh, fuck, and then it blows up. But, but he was like, no, but he's like, also, though, I don't want there to be 
people a shooting in a bank so that they can rob the museum and I get killed in the bank. Right. <laughs> he doesn't want to be insignificant. He doesn't want to be a pawn. Yeah, yeah. That's so fucking fascinating. Isn't that interesting? And so uncharacteristically honest for Roller. That's amazing. Well, Roller's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. If I you... love that idea, though. I love that idea of the accidental murder versus the intentional murder. Because it's like, to get back to the, the, the point of the show, which is the conflict between Israel and Palestine... <laughs> Which, by the way, I hear is bo- is uh, simmering up. It's simmering up, Fred. But it is interesting how they, their defense is uh, when Hamas attacks Israel and want, and they want to kill people. It's an intentional thing. Like when they kill kids, a suicide bomber has wandered into a cafe and has looked around and been like, "All right, there's like 15 kids here. Let's let's do it. We're gonna explode everybody around me." But when Israel kills kids, it's like. That was a fucking accident, man. We didn't mean to do it. And somehow the accidental nature makes what they're doing less severe than the uh, intentional nature. But it's really kind of even worse. Like if you're like a clumsy being wandering through the world, like constantly killing kids, (laughs) that's fucked up. If like Israel was some giant that's like, I don't mean to do it, but the kids just keep dying. That's a fucked up giant. That's like you should stop walking around, man. In, in this, in that harmonious spirit of candor, I was just talking to my friend Raza, who I mentioned earlier, and this was Raza, about how I have complete. I now, I, I'm not. I'm I'm a, a Jewish person who's not uh, super in love with Israel. I think Israel's uh, anyway. But no, we can well, edit but, that out later. Uh, if no, you no, want. no, it's, it's fine. fine. But no, well, the reason that maybe you should edit it out is that uh, as as I, as I learned in my more. Uh, provocative days when I used to get in arguments with everybody it's an extremely like controversial like you it, people feel very strongly you've never encountered anything like it ever before in your life it's yeah. it's ins- I mean I and because of that I've gotten to a place where I'm like I, I'm out yeah me too <laughs> I don't know I'm not I'm not even reading the news about it because and, and to be and, and to and, be and and, and, and that fucking riddles me with yeah. guilt well because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like I said I'm out and I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. There's this guy because who tweeted I, something. I got out because I was involved. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I got I got out because 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 it might somehow splash on me, uh, yeah. which is the worst. That's reason terrible. To get out of Why, you can't do that. You know, I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted this dumb, That's like true. simple thing about how you shouldn't kill kids. Yeah. And pretty soon, somebody said it was just a. It wasn't like it wasn't based on any geography or religion. It was just like you know, too bad. Like in the uh, Ten Commandments, they didn't say you shouldn't kill kids. Yeah. That was the tweet, and somebody really quickly was like, "Why do you hate Israel?" Yeah. Well, which is very revealing up. in its own. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's really dark that that's like that Israel is. If you say yeah. don't kill kids, people are like, man, but, you must hate well, the Jews. Well, like something happened in the, you know, NBC had this reporter and he was out with reporters and he was he saw these kids and a bomb fell on these kids and blew them up. The guy was real close. And then he was talking about it on the news like one might if they saw a bunch of kids explode 20 feet away. And he got pulled by his oh, yeah. uh, company of out of the industry. That's insane. If you 
saw that happen, wouldn't you talk about it? But you know, you know yes, thing, you have I, to. I, I, I don't feel this, like that's a political stance. I've, I've got this you know? theory. I, I think I tweeted this, and Spencer favorited it. That like nine out of nine out of yeah. ten times, when when there's passionate disagreement, I think people are having two different conversations. And I think that people who would be outraged by what we're saying and be like, "Oh shit, they're Nazis," their attitude would be, "They're like." I mean, this is not my attitude, by the way. But I think their attitude would be. Like the way we would feel if like a child murderer like m- was gonna murder a child and then he got yelled at by the cops and was like cops man they're always fucking like telling you what to do and you're like <laughs> yes but yeah. you're a child murderer and from the perspective of the hardcore Israel people which again I am not I think they're like you cannot criticize Israel you cannot and it's right. because if you do. Holocaust too. Right. I'll give the. Oh, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I, and, I, and that's part of what. Oh, let's all be drives me nuts about let's it. All, let's all hold. Let's all hold people to a higher standard and blah 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 and blah blah. Like, and no. they're like, we've been through this, motherfucker. And, and it's very very passionate shit. Yeah. I can defend is. I, I read a great article defending what they're doing, and 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 uh, that the, the argument is this. The idea is that. Uh, so their argument is. Here we are, this peaceful place, and there are these terrorists who keep shooting missiles into our country. That's how. And we have this like advanced missile shield, but every one of the missiles we use to shoot down their missiles is is like fifty or a hundred thousand dollars. It's very expensive. Sure, no one's dying over here, but if we didn't have this missile shield, all of our many many people would be dying. So their their argument is this: Hamas terrorist organization that has said its number one goal is the complete destruction of Israel and their strategy is to um, to uh, make it so that their weapon stores are placed underneath hospitals underneath like family the homes of families so that if Israel tries to get rid of their weapons they end up killing kids and then that makes the world turn against Israel. So Israel is saying, don't you get it? Hamas is or is like orchestrating this entire situation so that it looks like we're killing kids when really all we're trying to do is get rid of weapons. Whereas the Palestinians' argument is actually we're we're stuck in this shitty shitty situation where we can't leave when we want to leave. We there, there there's people in Palestine who watch Disney movies and Nickelodeon and they just want to have a normal life but because they're surrounded it's like basically if you lived in Atwater Village and <laughs> and like somebody and, and, and you were at war with Hollywood and there were like people in Atwater Village who would launch missiles into Hollywood and every time that happened Hollywood would fly over and blow up half of Atwater Village that's the situation it's a really dark shitty shitty place I just think that the where you have to land and all the complication is just don't kill babies like if you can avoid yeah, killing babies I, I, that's I would the, agree with don't kill babies yep. that's it like that's the inarguable thing, right? Oh, except Just, if the conversation is about abortion. Well, no, like, yeah. In that case, obviously, let your freak flag fly. Yeah. I I have a weird conundrum. Because I'm going out tonight. I, um, I don't want to steer the conversation. Are we going to talk about this? Same situation. Uh, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna try to put a little ribbon on it, which well, uh, is a brilliant idea for me. I I, I'm gonna put a ribbon on the uh, on the fucking Middle East conflict. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a weird situation. I don't know. You know, there's no right answer, but 
This is the worst. Um, I have a similar conundrum that's like, okay, this has always been weighing on me, and I keep asking people about it. It's very similar. It's not similar. But um, if you walk into a bathroom and, the, and you saw cupcakes, like, would you eat them? Where, where are they? What do you mean if you saw cupcakes? Like, uh, they're, they're, they're on that counter thing that the sink's on, probably. Are they in a, in a plastic, uh, you know, case that's closed? Uh, they're in a plastic case, but it's not closed. What drugs are you on? None, none. I don't, I don't, I don't want a metagame, but are the cupcakes Gaza? <laughs> I, it's not really, I guess, not very much like that conundrum. But it's been burning within my heart. Wait, well, no, we'll continue with this thought experiment. Well, that's it. That's, I mean, well, what did you, you guys do? You guys are asking more questions. Wait, what, did, would, did, would you, would you, would you eat them? <laughs> no, I would, I would not eat cupcakes that oh. I found in a bathroom. What about you guys? Homemade or store-bought? Homemade or store-bought? Uh, you couldn't tell. They look really well-made. <laughs> Wait, are we playing Dungeons & Dragons right now? <laughs> This is just, I don't know. I used to be super germaphobic yeah. and OCD, and I've mostly conquered it. And, 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 and the, it's a nice bathroom, though. Well, but, but I realized part of the reason I conquered it is I realized it was irrational. And, and it, it was one day, I, I'm really proud of the story. I'm bragging right now. I saw a quarter on the ground in New York City, and I was like, I shouldn't pick it up because who knows? It could have been like, it could have been in shit or piss or, you know. But then I was like, the difference between that quarter and the quarters in my pocket right. is that I know that one was on the floor. And then I'm like, if I picked this quarter up right now and put it in my pocket and mixed in with the other quarters, I wouldn't know which was which. And I'm like, it's all, you know, so with the, with the cupcakes, no, I, I, I wouldn't eat them in the What bathroom. if you had a sack of cupcakes already and you didn't know where they were from? <laughs> Well, my, I'm going to take I, my, my serious answer to your question yeah. is that in, intellectually, uh -huh. I feel that I should be willing to eat the cupcakes, and I wish I would, but I'm probably too neurotic. Okay, good. What about you, Duncan? I wouldn't eat the cupcakes, yeah. but I, would. That's the I wish I was that kind of... I wish I were you, because yeah. I think that a realized being, an actualized being, an Alan Watts-level, Ram Dass-type being would be like, I'm eating the cupcakes. Wait, did Spencer say he would eat the cupcakes? Yeah, I think that like an awakened being... I think Christ would eat the cupcakes. <laughs> exactly. But why would he? I mean, is he hungry? Or, well, I mean, I for me, that's it's like... I don't understand. Well, like, what's the worst-case scenario, the right? Cupcakes are you delicious, die. Cyanide? That's the, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. You got killed because you ate a cupcake in the bathroom. Right. Like, then let's let's step it up from there. You get really sick. You almost die. You have to spend a lot of money. Like, that's an insane story. You can make a Kickstarter off of that. Like, right. You know, getting better. That's you're sick. That's still an awesome story. Like, every part of this equation is great. Nancy Grace would squirt if she found out that somebody died from cupcake poisoning. She would never stop talking oh about God, the death cupcakes that they placed in the bar. This this does, in a weird way, loop back around to your disturbing uh, pedophilia conversation from earlier, in I that the so. original question was, has society changed, or have we just gotten more hysterical about it? And as speaking as a former germaphobe, recovered germaphobe, one of the things I realized also is that where do you draw the line? There's the illusion of security. This, this also, 9-11 helped with this. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, but but I, I used to... Helped with the illusion? or No, no, helped with uh, recognizing that it is an illusion. Uh. 
I, in a public restroom, it used to be, and this is still sort of true, if there's no paper towel that I can open the door with, I'm like, okay, how often are they cleaning the fucking door handle in the bathroom? You open the door with a paper towel? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Why but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Wait, how Smart. many people here do that? Smart. I'll tell you why. Wow. I'll tell you, you why. You're the guys. You're why. Every once in a while, I go yeah. to the bathroom. Here's the funny thing. When I exit a bathroom and there's like a little wad of, of paper towel wrapped around the inside. Oh, that's not nap, me. That's not that's me. That's fucking gross. That's not me. <laughs> and that's I got nothing that. to do with germs. No, well, <laughs> it's but I think, I think I'm wrong. And the reason I think I'm wrong, and all of you people who clapped at me are wrong. <laughs> Is that is that the logic is okay? I don't touch the, the the flusher, and then I wash my hands, and then I touch a thing that people who didn't wash their hands touched with their ass hands, and I'm like, why did I even bother washing my hands? But then I'm like, I walk out and I shake people's hands, right. and they didn't wash their you hands. You live in the world, and it's open air. I, that's what, that was confused me. Like I love, I, I wish I was Howard Hughes, and I want, I, I fantasize about having that germophobia because I'm like, oh, that must make you a genius. Uh, <laughs> But I ju- it just doesn't hold up to my logic. Like, I, I, like, I, like, like, like he's washing his hands, and it's like, give me a break. Like, I just I, was looking at old. I, I uh, this is crazy too. But I saved my f- Twitter favorites from like years ago, and I was looking at old Twitter favorites from like 2010 and 2011. And I saw one from you that I had favorited, and you said something like, um, uh, y- like, like, like you could never be grossed out by a public restroom because you have the luxury of being disgusting yourself or something. Like that. <laughs> it was something like that. I thought it was. Uh, well, if I, I, I'm saying it wrong, so yeah. I well, I don't know. I could. Uh, I mean, to me, a public restroom is the the value of it is so much higher, which is no matter what's going on in your life, like if you if you go into a public restroom and pull your pants down and sit like no one, including almost God, is allowed to tell you that you're supposed to be doing anything else. Like you can almost like it, it, it's like 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 ah, I'm uncomfortable here. I, I I just I don't like this bar. It's too loud. I blah blah blah. As long, as long as they have a place where you can you can go and just go through the motions of pooping, then that's like you can just reset before it overwhelms you. And and and, and the idea of being afraid of germs and taking that away from my life is like like the the value add is not good. Like kill me by germ then like. Well, yeah. I think you're right because the the odds that you're actually something's gonna. Uh, I had a shrink who once who asked me, he was like, "What are you What are you exactly afraid of of catching from a door handle in the bathroom?" And I was like, uh, "Diseases." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "No, well, what diseases?" And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, like like." Uh, and I realized it's not even that I have a German mind. I'm just sort of like, there might be stuff. Right. <laughs> well, you know what's worse, man? You've heard the the studies they've done about the ice inside the ice machines, oh, and, and res- oh. like there's like uh, so much shit somehow in those machines. Like there, it's weird because they say there's more shit inside an ice machine at a McDonald's than there is on a toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, on a toilet seat, there's nothing. There's nothing on a toilet seat. Yeah, but somehow, how does it get into the ice machine at McDonald's? Because it's on your fucking hands because you wipe your ass. There's shit on your hands. Shit, shit doesn't work in jerks. But you don't wipe your shit ass with a McDonald's shit. ice machine. Like, where is the... Yeah, how, like, where, 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 there's no shit on the toilet seats. How's it getting into the machine? Like, where is the... In the our hands are what we use to manipulate the world they are the shoes of our bodies. 
if, if, if we're going to love each other and we're going to hold hands and forgive each other and hug each other and shake hands and feed each other things and, and, and make each other food, we're going to have to accept that we're eating each other's shit. <laughs> and that's not, that's not like, it's like a certain amount of that stuff will make you sick. I mean, yeah. E. coli. Well, step one of the quarter you. thing, you know, the, my recovery, step one was that quarter and step two was being like, every once in a while people will be like, you know that every time you have eaten shit in a restaurant. Everywhere. And, and spiders and, and bugs yeah. and everything. And usually when you tell people that, the reaction is like, oh, no. And my reaction is like, oh, well, then it's okay to eat shit. You know the thing? <laughs> it, is, it is kind of okay to eat shit. Like, you could probably reasonably, like, take a bar of shit and, and take a snow a piercer bite out of it. A snow piercer bar of fucking shit. And and I'm like you you got a pretty good chance of surviving like like your your natural instincts are gonna make you go because you're not supposed to eat your own shit that's not gonna help you I, elephants I, elephants do because there's so much grass in their shit that elephant shit is not toxic to elephants that's why everybody thinks they're so you know they're so lucky to get a shot of an elephant sticking its trunk up another elephant's ass pulling a turd out putting it in its mouth that's what. That's what that's what mammals vegetarian mammals Wait, do. Wait, they do that all the time? Yeah, they I thought break, that was they, a video of like they a break down the cellulose is slowly in stages. So if you're if you're if you're a vegetarian mammal and you don't eat your own shit, you're an idiot. <laughs> because that's dessert. That's like that's like not dessert. That's well, like fucking. Yeah. That's how you survive. Per that like pr 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 protecting kids, kind of like we have to be terrified all the time of the. In that same vein, uh uh uh, uh I forget what I was gonna say. You. <laughs> The thing that put me off of germ uh, phobia, like if, in case, like before I could ever acquire it in my adulthood, was remembering in biology learning that uh, the surface of our skin is literally covered shoulder to shoulder with bugs. Like, like we 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 were made out of uh, little things who just hang out on top of us. And the reason why they're so important is because if they move, there's a parking spot open for somebody that might fuck us up. <laughs> right. And, and we, we walk around with just, we're just, we're just fucking draped in. It's terrifying. It's like an mites. HP Lovecraft level existence where. But it's great. That's, that's great. It's though. terrible to imagine that you're constantly being infected, but it's, those are you're demons. not infected. They they love it, and 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 they're on you, and then they they live their lives, and they're most importantly like they have achieved something that humanity can't, which is a perfect society. <laughs> that, there's never a little Lakers game on your elbow that explodes into riots. <laughs> There's no G4 conference. <laughs> like, 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 they figured it out long ago. Right. Like, we were born into it. They land on us, and they, they hang out on us. And, uh, I mean, you know when a thing that doesn't belong there lands on you. A mosquito? A flea? Fuck those yeah. things. Those are the enemy. Yeah. Uh, but, but then but, you end up, like, shitting your stomach out. Like, the Ebola outbreak in Africa right but now. But that's not your little friends all over you. Right. Those are the bad ones. That's I what had, I'm saying. Those I, are the bad it. things. Like, you get a bad thing in your body through someone else's poop. I think... Th I, I love what you're saying. I want to respect the little... Too. I want to respect the little friends. But it is terrifying to think that at every moment, there's a legion of microscopic demons <laughs> waiting for one of your little friends to take a nap. But the, but the opposite viewpoint is a beautiful thing, which is that if you're like, okay, I'm covered in demons, then that means I'm looking at demons wrong because they're not doing anything bad. That's what John Wayne Gacy said right before they arrested him. 
All right, we better prepare to play D&D because we're... Well, uh, yeah, oh. you're, you're here, and these guys are here, but they don't know what's up with the D&D. Is this going to make sense? Oh, man. This I is mean, not the time to get snobby. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I could do it. I'll do whatever anyone wants me to. Make it so. Let's I just watched it. my first episode of The Next Generation last you night. Really Make think, it so. You really think there's, there's such a thing as as any random configuration we could assemble that would be worse than what we usually have uh, in terms of playing D&D. It's a fair point. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. But, but, but if there's another reason you don't want to do it, like you're tired, you don't feel like no, it. No, no, I have it all planned out. It's just these guys don't know where we're at. You don't do know Do I get where to play at. Kumail's character? Uh, I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah. There's can all I, sorts of things. Can I, can I share what you said to me earlier? Yes. Today? <laughs> Uh, maybe this is I, I have not listened to the last like 30 Harmontowns he's so working maybe, on the shows uh, yeah, you love yeah maybe this is yeah maybe, I don't drive that far because I work near where I live and I, and I have a wife and, but um uh, 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 so maybe this has already been established on Harmontown right but Duncan was talking about how when I was like oh I might have to do D&D like I don't know how to do that I'm, and he was like oh here's the trick if you get somebody else's character de- deform him and, 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 and maim him like <laughs> Take, take Kumail. He's like, I cut off Kumail's dick. I did. Do I get to play his character again? Well, uh, is that going to eclipse our adventure? No, I won't do it again. <laughs> did it come back, though? No, it's still gone. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? It's fine. I mean, I thought maybe we could just try something else, but you know, well, what would do you like to try? Just like some random shit. I what don't do you know. mean? Who knows, man? Oh, you don't have any ideas? Well, I mean, you you do the thing where you DM and it's all random. Yeah. So you, you want know? me to DM? I I don't know. I just thought we could try something. What are you saying? Side quest. Side quest. What oh, does that mean qu- in this context, though? Yeah. Because there's do no. Do they use our characters in side quest with them? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. It's like a side quest. Elseworlds. With the same characters? You guys figure it out. Crowdsourcing. Origin stories? Yes! Um, Okay, so then, yeah, I'll give you the regular characters and we'll go into origin stories. Great. That sounds that sounds so dumb. All right. Well, this is what happens when you crowdsource ideas. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we had like three hours, yeah. Well, someone else come up with an idea. Let's keep going. All right, let's keep this up. Dream sequence of dream what? Sequence. Whose dream sequence? Ice tea's. Okay. Ice tea's dream sequence. We got ice dream. Ice tea's dream sequence. That doesn't, that's not, that's just two, three words. <laughs> ice, ice, you do iced tea, right? Why don't you have an iced tea, iced tea dream and I'll dungeon master it after you establish things? Yeah. Okay. Does that make any sense? So I play iced tea and then these guys play my entourage? <laughs> However you want to do it. Okay. So, it, and, and then, for, as, because they won't have character sheets, I'll just tell you what their stats are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you'll set the stage, and then I'll. I take feel it from like there. you're trying to protect Kamel's character from me. <laughs> I want to play the regular game. 
I don't want to go into Ice T's dream. Let's go into what's happening in the next game. I'm here. He's got a point. He's got a point. Let's let's dispense the. All right, let's do it. Where are we? Well, see, this is exactly the problem. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but we never know where we are either. Well, yeah, I mean that's a fair point. Let me let me hold up. Let me get this out. I have it all prepared. I didn't know that none of you would be here. None of us. That yeah. was, it was street talk. <laughs> street talk. Someone do something funny. Or we could do it. We could do a. We could do an improvised uh, role playing game where, from what you know of the three of us, you dungeon master an adventure in which the three of us go on an adventure, and you you <laughs> improvise dungeon mastering it. Uh huh. And we don't. <laughs> we don't have character sheets. We just tell you what It'll we just do. Be yourself. Just give yeah. me one minute with Kamel's character. <laughs> Again, I don't want to make that decision. I like both of those ideas. Someone else decide. You decide. This is your town. You're in a room with Kumail's body in the middle of the... Price is right. Price is right. Price is right style. That's That sounds bad. Nobody's... These aren't ideas. Kamel's character goes to use the bathroom wherever you are. Everyone has to pee in Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a. N- and there are cupcakes. All right. Okay. I'm making the call. Yeah, that's what I asked for. Me, Alex Rubens, and Duncan Trussell are waking up. Uh, you're dungeon master yeah. for our characters. You okay. put us where you want us, right. and we're. I think this is good. We're gonna do like a jazz. Great. Open ended. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Dan Harmon, his employee Alex Rubens, and Krista Berg, the human rogue. Yes! Yes! Are all standing. Well, then let's just play the regular game. Well, it's a side quest. It oh, count. okay, okay. So is it like a what-if Marvel comic? Sure. Where? Okay, all right. But it lasts into the next game. What happens, right? Sure. Okay. Well, then let's play the regular game. No. God damn it. I like this game. All right, side quest, side quest. Yeah, this is... Okay. Find your, you find yourselves, the three guys I mentioned before, Dan Harmon, famed writer, Alex, Ruzi, Alex Rubens, rising upstart, and Chris DeBerg, the human rogue, find themselves in the back room of Meltdown Comics, where a Paul Rubens show was just held. It was so exciting that the, uh, the demigod himself, Paul Rubens, made an appearance, but left, left something of grave importance, and you must return it to him. You find yourselves with Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, Bowtie. Okay. And a list that says where his house is. Wait, is the bowtie the object we have to return to? Yes. Okay, okay. I, I, don't, I don't understand what's happening. You're I, right I, here. You're Krista Burke. No, I'm, I'm saying as Krista Burke, I'm, I'm having an anxiety attack. I, it's like worse than it. There's lights I don't understand. The air is wrong. Uh, everything sounds wrong. The, uh, the air smells sick to me. And, and all I can think about is it, I feel compelled to tear my eyeballs out to stop this nightmare. No, stop. It's okay. It's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know where... I was just with my friends. Suddenly I'm in some kind of awful... 
rectangular place. There's people here, and I don't I don't know what to do. I I was this stereotypical cliche being, and now I'm stuck in this awful place. What do I do? I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> I find like I don't jack off. <laughs> Because my penis is gone. I find... No, I look around. I, I, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm freaking out. I look to you guys for comfort. I, I don't know what to do. It's, it's Clearly, if you suddenly you're in a, a new dimension, you're going to lose your mind. I'm, I'm hey, losing my mind right now. Listen, my, my name's Dan Harmon. I am the creator of a lot of things that make a lot of people happy. <laughs> There's also a lot of things surrounding me on uh, the internet that would lead people to believe I'm a bad person. Uh, depends on how much. What you is Google. the internet? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I, 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 you are clearly not of this world. Please take it easy. What happened to my cock? <laughs> it maybe you. I don't know you, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe it was never meant to be there. <laughs> Every, everyone at Harmon Town is welcome. We have, we, we've never judged anyone. We don't bully anybody. Mm. Ever. So, like, I, I found this bow tie. <laughs> and I think we should return it to Pee Wee Herman. That's too much for me. That's too much yeah. for me. Don't tear, well, don't tear out your eyes. No, I don't tear out my eyes, but I, I go to one of the, the, the Pee Wee Herman gla uh, g portraits, uh, and I smash it with my hand. The glass shatters, and uh, because you've, you've freaked me out so much, I don't even know why I'm doing it, but I start sawing off one of my nipples. <laughs> Grabbing a sharp piece of glass, you neatly slice off which one, the left or the right? The right. The right nipple. And then I eat it. I eat the nipple. No hope of healing. <laughs> that happens. There's no hope of healing. You guys see a man rip off his nipple and eat it. Okay, I realize, uh, my character of Dan Harmon realizes he has 11 minutes in this reality. And, then, and I, I just bolt. I bolt for the exit. Which one, the front or the back? Uh, back. You bolt for the back exit and you see a man in a blue uniform. He's holding a broom and a cigarette. He's uh, blocking your way. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Here old. You bump into him and knock him over. I, I just keep going. Okay. He's gonna... like, hey, wait, but you're too fast. You're going down the street. You're on Sunset. There's traffic everywhere. I, I, uh, I, 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 I mean, is it someone else's turn? Yep. Okay. I, uh, uh, you're we're... left with a man bleeding from his not nipple. Choosing between my allegiance to my boss and the maniac who just cut off his own nipple, I run after my boss. You run after him, and uh, as you pass, the guy, there's a guy in a blue uniform. He's getting to his feet. He's right in your path. I just bowl right through him. I just run right through him. All right. Well, that time, you try to bowl right into him, but he stays solid and stiff like a boulder. Motherfucker. And he rises to his feet, and he looks at you like, where the fuck are you going? Am I... You're bleeding in the room. So, no, I... 
as I, I as I mentioned, I eat I eat the nipple. Yeah. Like a like a piece of popcorn. Throw it back in my mouth and I follow after them. You I follow after you do, see this altercation happening between Alex Rubens and the blue man. Do I still have all my weapons? Uh yeah, yeah. What are my weapons? You got, you know, daggers, you got a short bow. This is I, gonna be no problem. I pull my I pull my dagger okay. out of my sheath. Okay. And I place my left hand down on the sidewalk and I cut <laughs> I cut my thumb off. Do you do anything after that? I eat the thumb so it can never be healed. The guy in the blue, he, he stops everything he's doing and is like, what the fuck? And he just starts running. Dan Harmon, you see a guy in blue run past you into traffic. He fuck gets him. hit by a car. Who's uh, a lift? I, uh, I run to the driver of that car. All right. You do that. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I go, what year is it? <laughs> It's 2011. Oh, shit. I haven't been fired. <laughs> do, do, do you know where Universal uh, is? Yeah. Okay, move over. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm running to the other side. Oh, okay. Do I, have, do I have a wallet? Yeah. Is there yeah. money in it? Yep. I take all the money and give it to him. Okay. I go, take me to NBC. He's like, I gotta wait for the police to come. No, you don't. I just killed a man. I just gave you so much money. Oh. I, I come running. I dive into the back of the cab. My, I, I'm bleeding. My nipples are, are spraying blood like a small... My nipple, my bleeding. And then in the cab, I, I hold uh, the dagger to the cab driver's neck and say, drive, drive, go wherever he wants to go. All right. All right, man. Just calm down. Just calm down. I'll drive. Can I get in the cab? Uh, yeah, if you chase after him, yeah. I chase after him. You also hop in. I think Dan's not in the car. What's that? Are you, you're not in the car right I now. I got right? into the passenger Oh, side. okay. So you're all in there, and you're all going to Universal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, there, is, is there blood on the mustache? Uh, wait, whose mustache? <laughs> the mustache of the lift car. Oh, yeah. No, it was all internal bleeding. <laughs> so... Yeah. Wait, where's Universal? Is that the Paramount lot? I don't know. I want to say Lankershim. Okay. You see yourself. You see Lankershim. And it passes. He doesn't turn. You fucker. That's where NBC is. He, uh, he's like... How fast are we going? Oh, pretty fast. Like 35. I cut his throat. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, you cut his throat. You slice his throat, and he immediately, with his dying lifeblood plumping from his veins, he turns the wheel, ah! and it crashes right into a Starbucks coffee. What time is it? Uh, 4.32. PM or AM, dude? PM. So we smashed it. Okay, how are we? People are... You're fine. People are freaking out. Most everyone's running. There's just Starbucks baristas standing in amazement. I, I, I just start screaming, Tell them not to 
Fire me! I, I, I swear to God, it's gonna go bad. So one of the baristas comes up towards you. He's like looking at you. He's wearing one of those green hats. He's like, hey, hey, man, are you guys okay? I grab him. <laughs> you, oh, wait, hold on. I got him. I make out with him. Like, oh, you grab him from behind and let me make out with him. All right. You try to grab him, but he does some crazy judo move and you're on the floor before you know what's up. Whoa. You feel like maybe you shouldn't make out with him after that display. The barista? Yeah. <laughs> but not for wanting to. He's like, whoa, man, I was just trying to help you guys out. You destroyed a bunch of our property and I'm a fourth level black belt if that exists. <laughs> I have a question, but for Spencer, <laughs> I'm not probably not allowed to. Ask. Am I 2011 Alex or am I 2014 Alex in 2011? Um, what do you want to be? Don't do that. Then you're a 2014 Alex, just to shake things up. Yeah. Fucking time. Do I have time travel abilities? Well, I mean, you, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Not that you're aware of. Well, I, I, I mean, I asked these guys, like, do you want to, do you want to get out of here and go to some other year? <laughs> we can't travel. Like, can we travel out of here like that? Who knows, man? I mean, I know what. what the reason I'm asking is just out of politeness, because I was gonna say, like, let's fucking get out of here and go to some other year, but I don't want to do that if you guys don't want to. <laughs> why, why, why can you time travel? Well, I'm sitting employee. here. I'm sitting here. I'm from tw the year 2014, and I just found out it's the year 2011, and I'm like, that. I'm extrapolating from that. I mean, it's possible that I was sent here, but I'm like, maybe I have the ability to travel through time. As he's talking about time travel, I use my dagger to sever my other nipple, and I eat it. All right, that, that also happens. So uh, you vomit a little. It, it, the vomit I see, there's a bit of one of my nipples, and I eat that. All right, that happens. You don't vomit that time. I just run into the street, and I'm like, just don't. I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, it's not like I created the show because I wanted it to be bad. <laughs> And honestly, it's counterproductive to experiment with the notion. I I, uh, I go up to Dan Harmon and I say, "Hey, I'm I'm from the future. You get picked up again. You get rehired, and then you get hired on Yahoo. But it's a good thing. That sounds, that sounds awful. That sounds awful. No, no, no. It's good because in the future, God, Netflix has Netflix already blown up. I forget in 2011. I don't yep. know. God, this sounds terrible. No, no, no. It's not. It's a whole new world. It's 2011. I just want to be 30 Rock. That's all I want. 30 Rock's done, man. Like it. Oh. Huh. I stand on top of a car. I don't know what it is, but listening to them talk, I climb on top of a car. My shirt's off, blood geysering out of my recently cut off nipples, and I, and I scream out, what has happened to life that people care about this? And I stick out my tongue, and I'm about to cut off my tongue. I, but I run up and I kiss him. I, I, I keep him from, from uh, make out with him so he doesn't cut off his tongue. All right. I bound up the I bound up the hood and I and I lock eyes with him and I hold him by the shoulders and I go. Everything matters. 
and then I just I just make out with him. I make out with Dan and weep at the same time. That that happens. And then, I, and I start a, applauding. There's a there's a crane shot. There's a crane shot of that. Like a five million dollar crane shot takes us out of the city, and it zooms out. And it, and it zooms further out, and it's a map of Los Angeles, a map of Southern California, map of the uh, Western Seaboard. Do you mean like a map with like labels on it, like it's a? No, it's no, like okay. a tactical map, but not a satellite phone. And then we pull out from a screen. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Skerritt is watching. Oh. I and thought he... you were gonna say one of your dogs was watching. <laughs> Is that, that's the end of the show. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for coming. Special guest comptroller, Duncan Trussell. Cheers. What a sport. Strange alien visitor, Alex Rubens. He's back again. He wrote the polygraph episode of Community and... Uh, Yeah, he'll do right by you. Uh, thank you, Zach. Thank you, uh, Dustin. Thank you, everybody back there in the booth. I don't know. Nice. Jeff usually does this. Maybe, maybe we want Jeff back. <laughs> but you know, we don't care. We're not going to acknowledge it. Uh, see you at the drawing room, probably. All right. Bye. Oh, thanks, Spencer. Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy, 
Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 